0: Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast. I am your host Micah Kramer and I'm here with our co-host Stephen Kramer of Kramer Basketball and as a lot of you know I'm a JUCO basketball player or I was I should say. So that's the topic of today's episode is uh, Stephen's going to ask me a few questions about my JUCO basketball experience. Hopefully I can share some wisdom and maybe some funny stories too. Stephen how you doing?
1: Good I'm excited to talk about this, ask you some questions. You know, obviously I don't have any experience playing basketball at the junior college level. Um, uh, but I think a lot of people are going to be curious. So in this short quick hitter episode, um, like I mentioned in past episodes with the Hooper's Edge, we want to give you kind of some bite size, uh, information, uh, as we get on a specific topic uh, that you can kind of, to, to grind on, you know, to to listen to for 10 minutes or so and be like, yeah, that's some, that's some good information for me to have the rest of the day or the rest of the week. So, um, Micah, you know, two years of junior college college basketball, um, at, at mid Michigan, um, tell us a little bit about this past season and how it went for you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you said, uh, mid Michigan, uh, that's in Mount Pleasant right next to central Michigan university. Um, and this last season, it, it definitely had its ups and downs. It was a roller coaster. Um, but I will say that this was probably the favorite team that I've ever been a part of, uh, just because uh, the relationships that we built and the community and the culture that um, our coaches created. Um, but as far as, you know, the records go, we started out, we started out really well. Um, we were about four and one. Uh, and then we were about five and two and then, and then by the end of the season we were, we were five and five, but uh, all of our losses came to teams that were top 25 in the country. Um, and, and you know, our, our schedule is just a gauntlet of a lot of tough teams and uh, the season was was pretty weird. Um, and that's no excuse because the season was weird for everybody. So we were trying to find a rhythm. We were trying to build uh, team chemistry and it was just really hard to do that. Um, with, you know, how weird the season was with no real off season. And a lot of our good players, um, well, all of our players were good, but with a lot of our key players coming off injuries and then getting injured in the middle of the season and all that. So record-wise, you know, you might look and say, hey, this this team was eh, uh, they were pretty good, but their record wasn't that good because they played a tough schedule. But, I mean, if you watch us, we had a lot of talent. We had a lot of guys that really liked each other. Um, but it just didn't end up reflecting it uh, in the postseason.
1: Obviously, you guys would like to get some some more wins, uh, no doubt about it. Um, You played a lot of tough, high-quality opponents throughout the course of the year. And as mentioned, everybody's dealing with COVID. You guys didn't know if you were even going to have a season at one point. Um, What were a couple of the biggest challenges that you guys had to face um, throughout this past year that had to do with, you know, COVID guidelines and protocols?
0: Yeah, I'd say, hmm, I'd say the biggest challenge was just the anxiety, um, because, you know, you wake up every morning, you do a survey, and um, you find out that somebody on the team's been exposed, and you're like, does that mean nobody can practice? Does that mean this and that? And, And, you know, technically, if somebody on the team was exposed, everybody else could practice. If, you know, they weren't hanging out with that teammate outside of practice, because we made sure to follow the rules during practice. We made sure to mask up, and do all this and that. So sometimes we'd get to practice and somebody wouldn't be there, and it was it was just really it was really tough. Like one one game we were playing Delta, who was ranked about 15th, and they had some guys who were who were just bullies, and we'd get there before the game. And I'm like, where's Javel? And we, cause we were there before a pregame shoot around and somebody's like, yeah, I, th- I think he was exposed. He's not going to be there tonight. <laughs> and like, he just found out like 20 minutes before we were about to leave for the game. And it's like, all right, there goes our division two big man. We're going up against a really tough Delta team. And so, yeah, I'd say it was just the the anxiety about you never know what's going to happen because you could get a call at any moment of the day and just be like
1: you're out. <laughs> yeah, the unknown has got to be super, super difficult. Um, you know, always on your toes and expect the unexpected. Um, you know, the only constant in life is change. And um, this past year really embodied that in a lot of ways. Um, talk, let's talk a little bit about your individual game. Obviously, um, your off-season development um, in a lot of ways in previous podcasts and conversations that we've had even though you weren't able to play and train with, with your team, like you normally would, there were a lot of things about your off season that you said you felt even better about this off season than in years past. So can you talk a little bit of, you know, how did that play out during the season this year?
0: Yeah, I'd say this off season was huge for me. And I say that every single year, Um, but that's because I take advantage of the off season. Like any good player should, um, and the reason it worked out so much is like I've talked on previous podcasts is I was I was playing with other college basketball players all summer. And it wasn't, you know, some lazy five on five runs because we couldn't do that. It was three on three, two on two, one on one versus people that are bigger, stronger than me. Um, and that really helped my game. And then we get to college and we were practicing for I don't know how long before the season actually started. Now that that practice, might, it was probably just as long as the real season was. So that gave me the opportunity to get used to the speed again, um, get used to just the flow because nobody had played five on five and forever, and also work on skill work. I mean, I had, <laughs> I had the ability to go to college to meet my teammates, to play against them, and then ask, what can I improve on and have time to improve on that? Usually if you if you don't do that in the summer and you get to college it's too late. You just you just have to sharpen what you're what you're already working on and and go for it. You don't have time to add something new to your bag, but I really did and and that was great for me. So I felt really prepared this season and I felt really confident going into it and I'd say the long break really worked to my advantage because I made it. Um, I made it work to my advantage. Did it work to everyone's advantage? No, because they did not take that uh, opportunity into their hands.
1: Yeah, I mean, every, everybody is is given some type of circumstance and it's what you do with that circumstance. Um, is that going to be a roadblock or is it essentially going to be a challenge that turns into an opportunity that you're better for down the road? And uh, I think from a lot of the things that you did this year, it paid off. Um, let's talk about your, your off season development moving forward, right? You don't know exactly where you're going to be attending college next year. So we don't have to touch on that yet. Um, But let's touch on, you know, what are some of the things that you want to continue to improve upon as you continue to play basketball at a high level and improve your game?
0: Yeah. I want to improve my point guard skill um, because today I play or not today. This season, I played off ball. I was mainly a shooter. Um, so I hit a lot, a lot of mid-range, try to get in the paint, hit some floaters and, and mostly threes. But I really want to work on becoming a point guard at the next place that I go. And to do that, I'm really focusing on getting a stronger handle. I feel like I have, I have a lot of moves. Obviously, I'm going to keep working on my moves, but I want to get stronger, more physical with the ball um, so I can, I can be able to drive. Uh, through contact, finish through contact. And, you know, I, I want to put on some more weight. So just yesterday I started my my official new diet. I'm trying to bulk up. Um, and I'm also working on my athleticism. Um, being at the JUCO level, coming in, my athleticism was a complete liability. And fast forward two years later, I am hoping that my athleticism can be something that can give me a slight edge over a few players, uh, the next place that I go, and I'm confident that I can. So I'd say, lateral quickness, uh, explosive athleticism. I want to dunk. Um, you know, if I can't dunk, that's that's not a huge deal. It's not it's not the difference between winning and losing a game. Um, and I want to work on being strong with my handle so that I can be a point guard because I feel like I have the passing ability, I have the the vocal leadership ability. Um, I just want to work on all the little things uh, that I need to, so I can
1: be taking the ball up the court the next place that I go. You know, you, you mentioned a really cool point, because I think most people on the outside looking in would think like, Mike wants to work on his, his handle. Like, what is he talking about? He's got an awesome handle and you do, but there's different types of ball handling skills that you need. If you're going to be a point guard and due to the fact that you are playing off ball, You didn't get as many of those reps in as you did when you were at the high school level. And so what I mean by that is there's players who kind of get it in a third of the court or a quarter court, half court kind of set, and they can make a jab and make a cutback move. They can set up their defender off of a ball screen. Um, They can attack them off, off of the bounce. Maybe they can do something in transition. Those are all really effective ways that you need to have a solid ball handling skill when you're a point guard, you need a lot of repetitions bringing the basketball up against pressure and a lot of times getting it to certain spots. And that is something that you can practice and you can work on, you know, the reads and the situations and all those things. But a big part of that comes with the repetition. Um, so, you know, as you're moving forward, it'll be key for you to like practice those situations when you're playing, you know, three on three and especially playing full court um, and and, and things like that, because um, they're not as easy to, I think, work on when you're playing one-on-one. They're not as easy to work on when you're working on your game one-on-oh by yourself. A lot of that is game type uh, repetitions. And so that I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Micah, that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Go ahead. And if you want to explain any more.
0: Yeah, that's uh one of the tough things about it is I want to get more physical. I want to get a better handle in the full court, like you were saying. Um, and a lot of that is exhausting. And a lot of that would really help if I had somebody else to work out with. And and I do have other people to work out with a lot, but you know, I want somebody to s- smack my arms while I'm dribbling I want somebody to, you know, you know, time me and and do stuff like that. So um, it is going to be tough to to do a lot of these drills because I'm working on being more physical in the half court. So I wish I had somebody there to push me around all day long. Um, But I mean, I'm going to find a way. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, you find a way and and you you practice some of those things on your own. um, And then, you know, you get a get a teammate, whatever. And then when you're playing some, some open runs, you can get some of those reps in reps in as well, which is really good stuff. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, shout out to all of you guys. Um, if you're listening on the Apple podcasts, positive rating and review goes a really, really long way as we continue to, to build that out. So, you know, please leave a positive rating and review. Um, also, a reminder: the Kramer Basketball app is is live. Link is in the bio. Link is you know you can contact Micah for it. You can uh, find it on my Instagram. But we have an off-season strength and conditioning program. We have a nine-week shooting program. We have a four-week finishing school program. Uh, and there's two different programs that we're building out right now. One is called Speed Ball Handling. And speed ball handling is essentially an entire program that's just on the move. No stationary stuff, although that is important. We're putting a program together that's just for working on attacking and getting by your defender. And then we have another one called the Rhythm Series, which I'm super, super excited about. And by the time this comes out, you may have seen a couple highlight clips on my social media about what the Rhythm Series is. And essentially, basketball is a game of rhythm. Shooting is so much about rhythm we've incorporated rhythm in a lot of ways over the years with Kramer basketball, especially utilizing the jump rope and some of our shooting drills. Now we're exploding with, with the rhythm, using it more for the dribble, using it more for how we can get into finishing and timing. And, uh, so I'm really, really excited, uh, as this is going to come out within the next month approximately, um, and our players are going to love it. It's a lot of fun to do some of these drills and your, your touch and your timing is going to improve quite a bit. So um, Mike, I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit before we get going.
0: Yeah. I, I just suggest uh, getting the app. It's, it's simple. It's easy. And, and it's fun to do because if you go in the gym without a plan, you know, you might be effective for a little while, you might not, but if you go in the gym, you follow along on the app, you could do a, a, yeah. You can do a short little program that's 20 minutes to a half hour and feel really good about yourself. And then you can get shots up and do whatever you want. Uh, so one thing that I've been doing a lot is the finishing programs, working on my footwork, working on my touch. And uh, and that's a lot of work in a short amount of time, and it feels good. So get the app, good price, uh, good knowledge, good drills.
1: Sweet. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and get after today.